And welcome, everybody. Oh, my gosh, we're back in the studio. It's been two weeks. We've missed you guys. Have you missed them, Doug? I, well, of course, I wasn't here. It's, like, amazing <laughs> to be back. You know, I didn't know you were going to be here today. That I didn't was... either. All of a sudden, my car just came here. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I was driving up to the studio today. I'm parking, and I saw you walking across the lot, and I said, Is that Doug? And I, Surprise. And I said, my God, he's here. I was very happy to see you, though. Very, very happy. I always love it when you're here. Okay, so this is Jupiter Rising Show. I'm Eileen Grimes. I'm your host, and our co-host is Mr. Doug Johnston. It's good to be here, as always. Thank you. And we also have our guest this week, the fantastic Dr. Wanda Buckner. <laughs> well, hello. I'm delighted to be here. I just told Eileen today that I have a doctorate in educational leadership I don't use it because I don't want to imply that I'm a veterinarian or a medical doctor. Yeah. Um, but those years of training have helped me in what I do today, yeah. which is uh, teach and and share and um, analyze. <laughs> <laughs> now and again. Yeah, yeah I heard it earlier. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's it's great to have you back. We're, as a matter of fact, in case you didn't know. Wanda is our month-end guest every month, and she's fabulous, and I love having her on. I mean, every time we have her on, something cracks open. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. and I think it's an opportunity for all of us to consider our relationships to animals yes. and how we view them and their roles in our lives. Yep, we do, We and, and how important they are. I think... And I've noticed that more and more, it seems like they're making more emphasis on dogs and, and pets in general, making them more of an equal status to human beings, which is interesting, because maybe 20, 30 years ago, they were just pets. Well, we'll certainly talk about that Yes, I'd like to talk about on. that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, because I've noticed that there's been a complete change in focus, that people, I just look at Facebook page and... Of course, me and my Boston Terrier thing. I always go, oh, my poor Boston is sick. What do I do? And I says, this is my baby. Oh, and I went, wow, these people really do feel that way, that their kids are, you know, their pets are their kids. So anyway, I just find it fascinating. We'll, we'll cover that a little bit more in just a little bit. And so today, also on the show, we have on the Celebrity of the Week, we have Miss Christine Blasey Ford. In case you hadn't known, she's the one that testified this week during the hearing for Mr. Brett Kavanaugh's induction into the, I was going to say the Hall of Fame. Well, he might very well be there soon, no, as Justice of the Supreme Court. So we want to talk to her, uh, talk about her and her astrological chart, because it's interesting. It's very interesting. And then, of course, we still have our, our blurbs and all that kind of stuff, too. But we're going to be talking a lot today about what is the purpose of our pet in our life. And reverse that. What is the re purpose of us in our pet's life? Isn't that right? That is absolutely right. Okay. And the other animals that we share this planet with, yes. including microbes and bacteria yes. and ants yes. and bees. You bet. And all those things that I don't like, but that's okay. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> they are part of your life, whether that's you right. like them or not. Chocolate-covered ants are actually quite tasty. Oh, are they? Oh, Anyway... It's sort of the food chain, but... but crunchy. Crunchy. Just crunchy. <laughs> and I'm sure that the ants feel that humans are quite tasty also, as many of us have had the experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it's goes all both equal. Ways. <laughs> yeah. All equal. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so we're going to be doing all that and more 
And we're going to be taking a break right here, and we're going to be right back with the Astro Celebrity of the Week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show. And I might add that we are going to take your calls today. So let me give out the phone numbers in case you don't know them. Okay. Uh, Our regular number is 425-373-5527. And our toll-free in Western Washington number is 888-298-5527. Six nine. Okay. I think that eight 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 number is all over, not just Western Washington. Is it? Oh yes, yeah. All over. It is? Well it yes. says it says right here it's toll free in Western Washington on our thing. So it's oh. right there. Maybe just Western Washington. Because I listen to other programs and they give it out and say you can oh, call well, from anywhere. Okay. Well Well the wonderful thing about mobile phones is you can call from anywhere. <laughs> That's pretty much right. It doesn't really matter much now, does it? Yep. Yeah. We do not take text. <laughs> no, we don't no, they don't. Okay, so now we're gonna do the celebrity of the week. All righty. Now we're gonna do this fantastic. Oh, she's fantastic, but she's an interesting woman. We were talking about her before we went on the air. Some interesting, I would call conspiracy theories about her. But let's, as those aside, let's talk about who she is and the fact that she had a, I guess, a traumatic experience at the age of 15 in the summer of 1982. So did I. <laughs> Let me think about most people do because it's a Saturn square. Oh yes, of course. Or Saturn opposition. Oh yeah, right. It is Saturn opposition at that time. Yeah, that's why you have so many people that commit suicide at that time. Yeah, or they have life-changing, altering experiences, which is what this woman had, obviously. So, go ahead. What I do think it's interesting that we've got Pluto squaring her Saturn right now. Uh huh which is very interesting to me, and we have Saturn coming up to her Saturn to square. Yeah. Which will happen as far as this next year. Okay. It yeah. didn't get up there where she would have felt yeah, it her, at nine. Her, her Saturn's in Pisces. Uh, 66. Uh, 22 degrees. And oh. what does that mean to those of us who are not oh, astrologers? Shall we explain it to you? <laughs> <laughs> Please. Okay. Whenever you have a transiting planet that's connecting to one of your planets in your chart, if it is a square, that means there's high friction. Means uh-huh. There's a developmental tension. The person has to go through a lot of stuff to get the lessons of the planet that's transiting. If it's conjunct, then it's even more intense. But the square seems like there's two polar points that are playing off of each other in the person's psyche. And they are choosing between those two points. And, and if they choose to bring in the consciousness of the other point that's foreign, they can probably build their consciousness quite a bit. Does that make sense? I see. So it's both a time of a lot of angst for her and the potential for great personal growth. Yes. 
And well, and usually that's what transits are for anyway. Oh. Personal angst and great personal growth. <laughs> yes. yeah, you came to be a ascended master. Yes. These are just the lessons you're going to go through in life. Right. And you probably wouldn't face the lessons unless something else came up that pulled you into right. it. Right. And you can usually tell when you're looking at a person's chart. And, you, and astrologers happen to carry around all the planets in their heads. Okay, and they know at any given time where they are and what degree they are, and you can apply that chart to the person's chart. And if you see that there's any one of the planets in their chart being aspected by a transiting planet, and whether it be a square or opposition or a conjunction, those are the, called the hard aspects. Those are the ones that will really make difficulty for the person. But uh, if that is happening, then the person is going to go through some serious growth stuff. Mm-hmm. And it depends on the planet that's transiting, too. But Saturn is tough. It teaches us lessons of personal responsibility. And then Pluto is even deeper than that. It's a soul thing. But, you know, um, she's she is having or did have transiting Neptune squaring her Mars, Uranus and Saturn or Pluto conjunction. I think. Yes. No, maybe it wasn't hitting Pluto, but it was hitting Uranus and Mars. OK, so. I was looking at her chart wondering. Oh, what, back in 82. Yeah, back in 82. Yeah, that was, <coughs> I set that date for happened. June 1st. And actually, I took, actually, the people are saying on the air it was July 1st. I was close by one month. But um, I were looking at that chart and saying that, oh, okay, um, that Neptune would be making an aspect to that. That means the person would have a sense of no boundaries at all. Remember, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. In fact, she went up. She went up the stairs. What'd she up go up there the for? Up the stairs. What'd she go? She didn't know. And that's really to typical to Neptune. To look at the furniture. To go to the furniture. Go look at the decor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's sort of like, and you're not really in your head at all when you have a Neptune transit. But you, at the same time, the interesting part would be the Saturn opposition. Yes, that's true. That for sure. So basically what that says... And let me just talk a little bit and about And Saturn at that same time would have also been opposition to her Saturn. Yes. Uh, well, her Saturn, but right. uh, the Mars, Uranus, right. Pluto were all playing there, too. Right, exactly. They're all somehow getting hit. Okay, so Mars, and uh, as I said, I was looking, I was looking at to bring the chart up, and I couldn't wait to bring it up, but so I held back because I'm going, okay, what am I going to see that's going to show somebody that's potentially going to be victimized well we have to if we're going to sit there looking at that saturn opposition mars we've mm-hmm. got to look at where's daddy playing the picture oh, of all this that's yeah, got to be a creepy space a, to a go to one. too yeah but that's the stuff that's reenacting the cia itself in person her, yeah it's reenacting itself in her her regular life yeah not just dad it's everything in her life everything that went on yeah so brought her to that point with a saturn your uh, pluto uranus and mars conjunction i went oh boy there it is right there an opposite of pluto uh, or opposite of saturn yeah nice play yeah it it kind of suggests and now there's trines with all the capricorn to that which yeah. is interesting because pluto's trining all that yeah right it's all that stuff but that those three, those three planets say there's a serious wound that's going to be delivered to her at some point. Yeah. And it was at 15 years old. And she's got, uh, where's Mercury there playing? Well? Mercury at Neptune. Mercury and Neptune conjunct in Scorpio. So Mercury, Neptune in Scorpio. 
good means she's lying. Why tell the truth when, when you, you ruin a good story? story. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. But, you oh, know, there are other... Funny. Yeah, that is funny. But, it, you know, it's interesting because all the people involved with this ridiculous thing that's going on in the government and all all have Mercury-Neptune aspects. Well, I'm telling you, when it comes to politics, I think they all lie. They all do. They all do. So, yeah. So, anyway, it's it's crazy. So, um, so I kind of looked at that and I went, you know, I think that could be the trauma. That's the Mercury, the Mars-Uranus-Pluto conjunction. That's the trauma. And she felt powerless and she was, I don't want to go in all the details about it, but she was not raped, but she was sexually assaulted. I know the feeling. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, tell the truth and ruin a good story? Right, well. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel about it. But the thing is, too, that she also, I think, from that point on, because she hit it under Saturn opposition, that would have been potentially a career, like, making a notch in her career post. Like, okay, what am I going to do when I grow up? Okay, so... If she heals from this event, which she probably did a fair amount of healing, then she may have wanted to go on and help other people that have been through the same thing she had. Right. Okay. So she ends up being a psychologist. Isn't that interesting? But tied to the CIA. Yeah. It tied and to all that going stuff. through school with the Jesuits, that's creepy on both parts of those two people as far as I'm concerned. Well, it is sort of a creepy sort of chart. Because Jesuits, that's a whole different... Yeah. Picture big time. But I'm looking at her psychologically. I'm looking at her, how her psyche developed when she was younger. And that had to make a huge impact, those three planets. I was like, they just jumped out at me and we went, yay, here we are. <laughs> and in Virgo. Here we are. Yeah, and in Virgo, too. So That's kind of creepy. That's, yeah, that is semi-creepy. So, I mean, she may even be Catholic for all I know. I don't know. I have no idea. But anyway, it, it's just really tough stuff. And, you know... I, I feel sorry for I'm sure for she her. would be going through the Jesuit school. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hello. A point there. That's a good point there. Yeah, that's, they mostly did that. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we could be talking about here for, for the full hour. That's true. It's an interesting chart. It's a really interesting chart, but we got to move on. And so we've got to take a break now. And when we get back, we're going to be doing um, Ms. Wanda... Dr. Buckner will be here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep wanting to say that. Anyway, we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Hi, this is for Susan Bergstrom of Medicare Exchange. As we near retirement, Medicare coverage is very important and a very confusing issue. However, Medicare it does not cover everything, and we will need a supplemental plan to cover what Medicare does not. Susan Bergstrom is the Medicare specialist, and she will help you to get the best coverage. With her, the process is really easy, and in the end, she'll probably save you, save you money. So come and see. Oh, I was going to say, come and see us at the Emerald Spiral, but we're not there. Okay, that was last week. But to schedule an appointment with Susan, you can. she will come to you. You can call her at 253 253- 318-9379 or you can email her at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com Okay, and next we have Mr. Terry Dean. He's a psychic and empath and he calls himself a pathfinder because he's had intense life experiences that have led him to develop empathic abilities 
And because of that, he is able to understand exactly what's happening to you. So Terry has been reading for the past eight years, and he reads primarily in the South Sound area. He's a featured reader at the Saturday Night Psychic Showcase in Lakewood, and he also designs dowsing rods and pendulums. So with a gentle sense of humor, he can help you find answers that you are seeking. So for a private consultation, you can call him at 253-722-4436 or email him at grptld7 at gmail.com. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW. And we're going to bring on, and she's already on here anyway, but we're going to bring her on anyway, Ms. Slash Donna, <laughs> Dr. Donna Butter. Hey. Oh, what did you say? Give out the numbers. Oh, oh, yeah, thank you. I'm going to give out the numbers again. 425-373-5527. Toll free in Western Washington is 888 888- Two nine eight five five six nine and welcome Donna. <coughs> I mean Wanda. I don't know what's Where'd going on. Where did that name come from? I don't know. Donna Sebo, I guess. Ah. I don't know where I'm doing. Okay. Hi, Wanda. Hello, hello. It's yeah. good to be on here, and I encourage you if you would like to call in and and tell us what uh, your animal, what their purpose in your life was. We'd be interested to hear it. Yes, and we would. Also, to hear what your purpose in that animal's life was. Yes. Because it's a two-way street. Yeah. And Eileen, you're really right that how we view animals has changed over the last hundred years. It is. Um, animals were an integral part of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother and her sisters and brothers rode horses to school. My yep. mom plowed the fields with a horse. Uh, other cultures, the Bedouins, the Arab horse, helped them be able to live in the desert, and their horses were bred and developed for that, and those qualities are still there. Mm -hmm. The dog was a protector many times. They lived outdoors, not indoors. Uh, The cats were mousers. The cows gave milk as well as meat. The chickens Mm -hmm. were for eggs and food. And so they were integrated into our lives in a way that is different from how it is in some people's lives today. Yes. Now, we have become more aware that animals have feelings and emotions and and make friendships with each other mm-hmm. than they ever were in the past. Oh, yeah. But that hasn't gone across the world evenly. Mm-mm. So our beloved dog that we keep with us all the time might be viewed very differently in a different culture and For treated sure. very differently. I think they even consider it as food and you get over yeah, in and China. Dogs and some, yes, they eat dogs somewhere do. in the world. And in India, they consider cows sacred. Yes. So we have to be um, careful about looking through um, other cultures through our specific framework, which I mean, who who knows how we decide what to eat and not to eat? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it depends on your culture, your religion, uh, what you have grown up with, and honestly, how hungry you are. Yes. <laughs> I think the one that's biggie is I want to know who decided we're going to eat lobster because I really, really love that. <laughs> well, and then you get down to crawdads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, a crawdad looks to me like a little lobster. Yeah. But I can tell you, the first time I saw it on my plate, I was appalled because they were considered um, junk 
animals they, yeah. because they feed off the bottom of the rivers and or so like on. Carp. And, you know, we don't look too closely mm-hmm. at what they eat. Mm-hmm. But now, Doug, I know you're involved with dairy cows. That's right. Highly specialized dairy cows. Yeah, that's true. Yes. and so Designer cows. Yes. <laughs> and what purpose do those cows serve in your life? They're, number one, they're very grounding. They all have personalities. Even though people don't realize that, they all have personalities. There's no two alike. Um, but I do find that to go out there and be around them grounds me very strong. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what that means, and I think animals do that a lot in mm-hmm. our life, is by grounding, what we're really talking about is being in the present moment. That's mm-hmm. right. You are, you are absolutely with that animal. When mm-hmm. you, and uh, don't they weigh, how much do they weigh? 1,500? 15 to 2,000, yes. So th- most animals, their energetic field uh, even if it was only 18 inches out, like ours are, but their fields are much bigger. Mm-hmm. And they have, a, uh, cows have an energetic field as a herd. Mm. That's and, right. Yeah. And so when you go into uh, the barn where the cows are, their energy overwhelms that space, mm-hmm. and you are awash in that energy, and their energy is calm. Mm-hmm. It is even, and you feel your own energy coming into alignment with that. Mm-hmm. So even when you have a little cat who mm-hmm. weighs 10 pounds and you figure that their energetic field is 10 times their size, when you hold that cat in your lap, you're within their energetic field. And your response to their field can depend on what that field feels like. Like you had this wonderful cat, Peanut. Mm-hmm who apparently was very calm. Very. But also, I th- she seemed to me sort of mischievous. Well, yeah, she sometimes was. Um, I'm trying to think of incidences where she would... She didn't play that much. But you know what she would do, which was really cute, was very clever. She would sit on top of the chair, and I'd be out, and I'd come home, and she'd be sitting on top of the chair, and I said, what's going on, Peen? She jumped off the chair, and she'd walk me into the kitchen. Well, and you told me that in the mornings, when you were sleeping, she would come pat you on the cheek. Oh, not really pat me. She'd run her claws across <laughs> my cheek. Just so to not make quite sure that you're gentle. awake. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah. one of her jobs was as your alarm clock. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> it worked. Or, you know, I'd lay there, and I'd sort of have a sense of somebody there, and I'd open one eye, and she's staring right in my face. And I said, hi, Peen, what are you doing? You know, and it was very sweet, but she... She slept up next to my head during the night, and then she would start at my feet and end up at my head. That's how she did it. And the reason that we're aware of when animals stare at us, it's from our, our old instinctual training, and animals are like this too. Um, we are aware when someone stares at us, mm-hmm. whether they're behind our back or in front of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, staring is an energetic direction of yeah. focus toward you. And when we stare at an animal, we often make them uncomfortable because uh, someone who is a predator stares Mm -hmm. at their prey. Mm -hmm. And we can use that information to get along better with animals, too. Mm -hmm. But I want to, so we have divided, we'll just take dogs because we have more experience with them. Okay. Uh, So we have service dogs. They're trained physically and emotionally. They're suited for that role. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And sometimes we say that animals are our emotional support animal or they're, uh, as we were talking before, that they're to, they absorb the shock of the emotions that are going on in our lives. Or maybe we look at them as a substitute child or a tryout child. Or maybe we're trying to teach our child responsibility. And so we tell them they're going to take care of an animal. But my question is, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That animal isn't there to serve us. That isn't their sole purpose in life. We need to look at this from the animal's point of view. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and... Got to nurture and care for them. Yeah, we do. Very important. That's the big part of it. But I often wondered why the peen was in my life. So or that wh- you could get up and get the cat food out for her. <laughs> She was a Taurus that would naturally <coughs> me feel that way. Yeah. But um, I, I was trying to figure out what it was. But you know something? She was extremely psychic. And she Most pe- animals are. Yeah. And, and she would pick up stuff on me. Like one time when I was feeling rather sick to my stomach, I was laying on my back and I went, oh, God. Uh. And she came on, jumped up and jumped on my lap. Mm-hmm. And, and did she start kneading on your stomach as a well? A little bit. Yeah, yeah she did. they and do that quite often. Yeah. I think these service dogs, I think there's a lot there because they're so trained. If there's a person that goes into seizures, yeah, they're trained to notify that person before it happened that a seizure's coming on. Yes, they would And know. if a person comes up and pets that animal, they've drawn the attention away from their job, Yeah, which is real important not to be and they'd psychically right. petting know that. these service dogs yeah. that are trained to do a service for that person. Right. And we need to recognize, if we look at these things from the animal's point of view, you know, there uh, not every dog who begins life being trained to be a service dog uh, passes the training. Mm-hmm. Not every dog that is being trained to be a police dog passes the training. The mm-hmm. animals have, as you said, each one is individual and unique. They mm-hmm. have their own personalities. And so we should not try to put our round animal into a square hole. Right. You know, that this is how they're supposed to be. This is what they're supposed to do here. Right. You know, I was telling you about when she was laying on my stomach and all of a sudden my stomach ache went away. And she jumped off my lap and threw up on the floor. And I went... Well, she She's did her an job. empath. She did her job. That's right. 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 But we <clears> want to <throat> be really careful about that because... Um, well, I had to talk with her afterwards. Oh, good. I said, now, sweetheart, you don't have to do that. I appreciate what you did, but you don't have to do that. I, It's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So, it, I mean, I appreciate that she wanted to take the pain away from me, but she didn't have to do that. It's really important that we tell our animals that their job is to maintain their high vibration and true expression of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And our animals are, are very open about what they, they give and don't give. Mm-hmm. I have worked with abused dogs who loved their people. Mm-hmm. They are open and forgiving, and we have a tremendous responsibility to them right. to, as Doug said, to nurture them and to care for them. Right. And more than that, to allow them to become all that they can be mm-hmm. as the animal that they are. Yeah. It's not fair of me to take 
a, uh, a herding dog uh, like an Australian shepherd into my apartment mm-hmm. to live with me yeah. in 800 square feet. Not fair. And be alone all day while yeah. I'm at work. Yeah. And then uh, I come home and feed it and, and leave it again while I go to Zumba and leave that dog alone. Yeah. We need to recognize that these... That dog has some needs. And... And they are not inferior to us. Mm -mm. I never talk about animals as babies and children. I don't baby talk to them. Mm -hmm. Would you baby talk to those cows? No. No, no, no. no. Because (laughs) they are absolutely at the top of their evolutionary chain at this time. Mm -hmm. They have a wisdom and a knowledge and the ability to gather information from uh, the environment and from others that is far beyond what ours is. Right, exactly. Well, Interesting listen, on that. we, we, we got to take a break. Oh, go ahead. Sorry about that. I hate having to interrupt things. But I just we, saw it. we got to do this. So we'll anyway, come back to it. We'll come right back to that, and we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> Hi there. This is a wonderful blurb from Ms. Wanda Buckner, who happens to be right here. Anyway, pet psychic and healer Wanda Buckner is teaching a Yusui Holy Fire Reiki 1 and 2 class on November 3rd and 4th from 9 a.m. to (coughs) 6.30 p.m. in her office in Olympia, Washington. This course will uncover your natural abilities for healing. You will explore healing others. And this course is highly interactive with lots of hands-on experience. You'll be attuned to the Holy Fire Reiki energies and be able to use them in your daily life. Okay, so to now you have to pay for this, by the way. So its tuition is $300. You do PayPal credit card or by check. $75 non-refundable deposit to hold your spot. Maybe apply to a future class or a treatment session. And 10% early bird discount if you pay in full by October 14th. More information is available on her website, www.wandabuckner.com, or by phone or text at 360-491-3187. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Nance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. Our guest is Miss Donna. Donna, I keep wanting to say that. I know why. why. It's because, Don, I'm thinking doctor. Oh. Okay. So it was... It's sort of a combo, doctor and Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alliterating. <laughs> doctor Wanda Buckner. Is here. And, of course, our wonderful co-host, Mr. Doug Johnston. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you. And we Great were just, discussion. Yes, we're having an interesting discussion. Now, we still have our phone lines are wide open, people. We would like to take your phone call if you have a question about your pet or something's bothering you or you want to find out what the heck their purpose is in your life and vice versa. The numbers are 425 425- 
373-5527 or 888-298-5569, toll free in Western Washington. Okay, Wanda. Well, I wanted to find out what Doug was. Oh, I, we were talking about the animals and taking care of them. We played easy listening music for the cows. So it was always on. The radio was always on, on easy listening music. If someone came into the barn and started yelling, you could see the cows do a sudden thing. Mm-hmm. And we knew the minute this all happened that the cows would be down 10% on their milk. Oh, wow. It was a given. Wow. They just, they wouldn't, it would just wouldn't be there. They, they just release. Up. Right. They'd, they'd get tense. So, they react to our, uh, our To a loud voice. So when you... When you're around people where they're yelling at animals and screaming and hollering, those animals pick up all of that energy big time. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. so one of the ways that animals release that energy is through exercise um, so that they have a chance to um, move beyond it. And also animals are very sensitive. So some people have really loud, big voices, and uh, their words may be uh, uh, sound unfriendly to someone who doesn't know, but if you listen below them, there is all this love in it. And mm-hmm. It's uh, really, really, f- so so we don't, we want to withhold judgment, but animals are, they're sensitive to the emotion. I can be soft-spoken and be really uh, furious and at the same time, oh, you know, just seething with anger, being really soft-spoken. But my animals will know how I feel. Oh, yeah, they'll know. You oh, cannot disguise it, it. Yes, they pick it up. No question about it. That's right. Well, yeah. I see we have a caller on. Yes, we do. Her name is Jeannie. No, we don't have a caller on. Oh, on hold. Okay. All right. We'll just we'll pick her up here in a second. So okay. anyway, so I wanted to go on and talk a little bit more about the the more conventional reasons that people see as the purpose of their animals' mm-hmm. lives. Like one of my friends, when I asked her what the purpose of her <coughs> dog's life was in in hers, this is a fantastic dog. It must weigh, I'd say, a hundred and twenty or thirty pounds. Ooh, yeah, that's, a big dog with a, a, horse. a a beautiful coat that overflows her eyes and people are just astounded by this dog and they cannot resist coming up to the dog Mm -hmm. and petting the dog and being with them. And so I asked her, what was her purpose, uh, the dog's purpose in her life? And she said that she believed it was to draw her out because she tends to really withdraw, but she has to walk the dog and and people approach her, and she has to respond. And so she can see this as that her dog has helped her make friends awesome. with people as she oh, as she cool. walks the Same dog. Same thing happened to me with cows. Showing cows, I love to show cows, Yeah, but I like to be what, number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and being number one is that you were part of protecting the breed standard, and for that cow to be the best it could be and you know the highest that day yes yes, but also the highest production happy calm Mm -hmm. um just the absolute um perfect template 
of a dairy cow. That's oh, right. of course. Yeah, it's very okay. lovely. Okay, we're going to take a phone call here from Ms. Jeannie, Jeannie in Gig Harbor. Hi, Jeannie, how are you? I'm good. Good. What kind of question do you have for Ms. Wanda or, or Dr. Wanda? Okay. Hello. Hi, uh, Wanda. It's nice to hear you today. Thank you. I have um, two senior kitties left out of my seven, and I don't like to leave them, and family wants me to come and visit. And I don't know whether whether I can find someone to take care of stop in my house or take them to a vet to kennel them. I really don't want to leave them. I had to go in the hospital August 30th one night, and I had a uh, a very nice uh, neighbor who has cats, and she forgot to give the enzymes to the one cat in her food, and it was just one night. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. Well, that's a traumatic experience. Yes, it would have been. For everyone. Yeah. And so... Um, I would not recommend a kennel. Cats are always happiest in their own territory. Mm-hmm. And so what I would look for is a cat sitter. Stephanie does that. Stephanie does that? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Now we're having a little private conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, because you said okay. the, the private person to come in. Stephanie has done that over and over where she goes in and takes care of people's pets. Yes, it's not we unusual. You can find both uh, young people and older people. Some older people do this as a supplement to their income. There actually is well, an organization for pet sitters and the, where the sitters are members, and they are bonded and licensed. And when someone... That's what I need. Yes, yeah. it is. When someone is doing this, not only... No one sits for pets unless they really love them. And right. you you can invite them in so you can meet them in advance and you can see how your animals react. And uh, we use a pet sitter very often. They've been, my, my sitters have been with me 20 years. And so you can really build a long-term relationship. And Well, that, so, uh, years and years ago, maybe uh, 15 years ago, I had a vet tech would come in if I had to travel. And and they were wonderful, the vet techs at my vet. They would come in and, you know, open and close the blinds and do all kinds of things. But it's been, you know, over uh, 15, 20 years that I've been alone now, mm-hmm. and I don't want to leave them alone. It's like I have, I don't trust anybody, but I do need an outside person right. that I can trust. And you brought up a good point. There is a, you have a relationship with a veterinarian and you can ask at the veterinarian office if, if they know of any pet sitters they recommend or, and then if there is someone who does that, then you will know that. And you can also do the internet search and you can ask around your neighbors. And so let's, I want to talk just a little bit about this idea of um, not wanting to leave your pets alone, and right. so, w- which I do agree with you, but you cannot expect an animal sitter to be with them 24 hours a day. The cost would be oh, enormous. Right. <laughs> right. I just want to alert right. you to that. And then the oh yeah, no, no, it's my my attachment to them is that I don't want to leave them alone. That's it. It's just my attachment. Or in a cage. And now that they're yeah. older, yep. Yeah. And the other thing is that if you said to your family that you were not going to come visit them because you were not going to leave your cats alone, 
the, it, it they could, might get insulted. Right, right, exactly. And I, I have done that. I have done that. <laughs> and they say, yeah. well, what you do know. you mean your cats yeah. need be? Yeah. Mom's sort of going over the hill, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the interesting thing is that most of the people who have pets feel the same way. Yes, well, well they do. And oh. it's a lovely yeah. thing to invite your family to yeah. your home. Yeah. By the way, I have st- Doug just gave me Stephanie's phone number here. I'm going to give it out to you just in case you want it. She's very good at it. She's very gentle and very sweet. Do I, I know, know her. Stephanie? I don't know. She where does she live now? She lives in Puyallup. Oh, that's not bad. But she's very very oh, well known psychic. It, it, does she have a a website? I does think. she have a website? Yes, she does. But she's very good psychic. Yeah, and she's very intuitive with pets, and she's so gentle. And so I'm thinking it might be better to give out her website than her phone number. (laughs) She's fine with it. She's okay. We've had her on the show. Oh, okay. Okay, let me give you the phone number here. You just gave it to me. It's 310-651-1545. And we'll let everyone we'll let her know tomorrow that we gave her number out. Right, so that you know, or she's later very. Today. I'm. I wouldn't. I couldn't imagine entrusting my if I had pets to anybody more worthy than that person. Uh, well, that's how I felt too. Yeah, fantastic lady. So, yeah. yeah, and the, and there are many good ones. So thank you for your call. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you guys. Thank okay. you everyone. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And, you know. So let's go back to uh, this is a wonderful woman, and we have about forty-five seconds. Oh, before we have to take a break. So. We can do that, and yeah. so you can hear from listening to her that she has had given homes to multiple cats, and she has two senior cats now. So clearly, her purpose in regard to cats has been to take cats in that may not have been able to find homes and work with them and live with them and support them. For their whole mm-hmm. life. What a beautiful, beautiful mission. Yep. That's fantastic. <coughs> you know, I I was telling you one time that if I had another job to do in this world besides astrology, it'd be doing pet and animal work. Should we give out your number? No. Okay. <laughs> but I give it out for my astrology. But, you know, but the, the thing that stops me from it is that I'm a Pisces. I can feel everything they're going through. And if they're in pain or anything <clears throat> else, or you know, it'll just kill me. To watch so that's them. something that we need to address. Also, that's not how life is meant to be. Uh, I I know that, but oh, I, I I just <laughs> I, I just I get I watch those animal shows on Animal Planet, and the planet dies. I start crying. Well, clearly we had more than forty five seconds here. I will, but I, let I, me I, say yes. that if there were a sick animal in this room, yeah. and you got sick and were debilitated. Uh, because you were sick, and then Doug got sick because he felt the same way, and I got sick because I felt the same way, and and our and screener Mike, and, and Mike Mark got, got sick, sick. Yeah, what a mess! <laughs> you cannot take, you cannot That's solve true. another person's pain by taking it on. I know, That's I agree. Right. All okay. right, point well taken and made. <laughs> okay, okay, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Dr. Nels Rasmussen, we cover the world of animals. This week, September 30th, it's an encore behavior training and healing Sunday with me. Lots of great pet food and flea product information, an update on the cat killings in Thurston County, blessings of the animals' locations, Janice from New Pro Supplements, and more on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. This is for Ms. Grace Sequoia. She owns the Wild Dryad up in Everett, and she is located now at Creative Workspaces in Linwood. It's her new office, and her new office number is 206-487-3190. So if you want a new class, workshop, esoteric tarot study, and intuitive life path lineup, go to www.awilddryad.com. She does have readings on Mondays from 12 until 4 each week at Vision Quest in Everett. And then also we have a live read from Ms. Samantha Blodell, who will be on our show next Saturday. It's fantastic. She's a Reiki and Aura practitioner. She has new Reiki classes coming up. Reiki 1 on October 14th, 2018, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. or by appointment. The beginning Reiki class is $175. Reiki 2 is October 21st from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. or by appointment. And this is about deeper healing, and it's 225. And Reiki 3, November 3rd from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. or by appointment. It's the advanced class. It's $300. And she's got a special Halloween spirit circle and party. You'll have to go to that, Doug. I didn't even know I had the invite. Well, it's right here. It's on her newsletter. So I got that yesterday, and I put it on here. So it's a special party on October 30th from 10, 7 to 10 p.m. in Mount Vernon. Don't know where, but we can find that out. That's hers. Halloween Spirit Circle Party on October 30th. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we are here with... Dr. Wanda Buckner. I had to say it slowly. (laughs) And you nailed it. I nailed it perfectly. And, of course, with my handsome, great, fantastic co-host, Mr. Doug Johnston. Keep talking. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell he's Leo rising like me? uh, I wanted to, um, we only have a few minutes left, and so... I sure I, hope I do. <laughs> I was, have a lot of plans later on. <laughs> yeah. We only have a few more minutes well, left we all in the got whole world. S- sick with Eileen over the sick animal. <laughs> <laughs> it, looked, it looked bleak for a minute. It but did. Kind yeah. of did. So here we are. And so I think what happened with animals oftentimes was um, it was it was a similar thing that happened to other cultures. As Europeans discovered them, Europeans did not see these new people that they met as part of the divine plan and part of uh, the divine order of the world. They didn't, they didn't recognize that they had a long history and social order, that they had legal systems, educational health, complex language, trade systems and kinship systems that allowed them to flourish for thousands of years. And we don't apply that same concept to uh, bees or ants. Mm, like You're you, right. You think of their social constructs that they have, and they have survived tens of thousands of years. So I'm reading this week in Popular Science, and, and here's, um, uh, we haven't talked about animals being used for research, but here is a man in Tunisia 
who they have always wondered how ants know how far to go to get back home. And they think, oh, they must count their steps. Really? <laughs> That's funny. Well, <laughs> yeah. it is sort of. But what he did is he he captured some of these ants and he snipped off the length of their legs. Oh. And with others, he actually glued little stilts onto them. I mean, we're talking about tiny little beings little here. Teeny, tiny And things. then he gave them a little crumb of food and set them down. And they, again, began their homing journey towards their colony. And sure enough, the ones with shorter legs came up short of where home was, and those with longer legs went past their home. Interesting. And and so what I'm trying to say here is that... They count. (laughs) (laughs) They count in more ways than one. Yeah. They count as living beings, and they count as... Intelligent they have beings. intelligences in I there. I still say they're very crunchy and chocolate. Oh, well, yes, yeah. well, and they still say that you're very tasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had those bites. Yeah, I know. I know. Did you Did you hear about that woman? It's It's been a story on Facebook for a long time, a woman who had the bee as the pet. Yes. Yes. That was so That was very fascinating. It's very cool that she had that, and the bee just went to sleep in her hand. Yeah. I thought it was so sweet. Yep. Well, we have to recognize that um animals even if they are mold or bacteria or they there is our world teems with life mm-hmm. and we are so unaware of it when we eat cheese we are eating living beings so what i want to leave you with is that we support the life of animals just as they support our lives yes, they do. that we are deeply interconnected mm-hmm. that Animals are co-creators of this world with us. We create our world and often the world of our animals every day with every action that we take. We talked about the whales last uh, time I was on. And that both our interaction with them and our inner relationship with them is necessary for how our world is in this lifetime and so it's not not animals are here to support us and serve us. It is also we are here to support, to support and, and love serve the them. animals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very true. Absolutely. Yeah. Because. You know, I, years ago, this goes back to creative writing. Yeah. <clears throat> I constantly got C's in this class until I oh. wrote a poem that said, A Beast Who Bears Her Young pain she must endure or the joy that she will receive as she nurses and cares for it. And that was the first time I got an A in that class. Then I got A's from there on out. (laughs) But my same papers that I was getting C's on, I had to give to a friend of mine who was in a different class, but the same class, but different teacher. She got A's on all of my papers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently it was your subject matter. I guess it was. It really gripped you. Definitely brought something in. It did. It was really pretty, you know, and I was thinking about the time when I was very upset. I had a horrible um, uh, upset of some kind that I was upset by somebody, and I was sitting on my bed kind of hustled, you know, crunched over the the headboard, kind of bent over, and the peen, I used to call her that, she came in right behind me, and she just bumped herself right up next to me, and she just sat there, just touching me, and I said, uh Oh my gosh, you know, and immediately, you know, she was, she was there. I think she was there to take pain away from me, 
you know, and she was an empath because she did that. Yeah, but w- and once again, we want to encourage our mm-hmm. animals not to do that. To that, the way we we do want them to help us. Yeah, and the way they can help us is to main their, maintain their high vibration and true expression of unconditional love, so that we can come up to that. What happens any time that a, another is in pain, and you take on that pain, or they take on your pain? then you have two people in pain. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it is possible for an animal to come up to you and just, I've worked with therapy dogs in the hospital for 14 years, and and not only my dogs, but the other dogs and the cats that went in, they maintained that high vibration so that people could get out of themselves and out of their pain and out of their situation mm-hmm. and be present with the animal mm-hmm. in the moment, in that moment of grace and love and calm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Ex- Wanda, thank you so much for being here today. It was a fast hour, but it always is when you're fun here. Talk. Very fun, fun talk. Fun stuff. Thank okay. you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. How do we get a hold of you? You can reach me. At, you're welcome to call or text me 360 491 3187. And you can uh, go to my website, wandabuckner.com, and there you will find classes that I teach, events I will be at, and you can also schedule appointments with me. Okay. I'm glad to talk to you about uh, the issues in your own life, those of your family or your animals. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. We've got to quickly do the announcements. Uh, tonight is the Saturday Night Showcase in Lakewood at Cars Restaurant, 11006 Lakewood Avenue or Bridgeport Avenue from at 6 o'clock, $5 to get in. The speaker tonight is Casey Crosby. And now Ms. Dawn, uh, Mary Beckman has an event coming up on October 13th called An Evening of Light. It's 5D Healing and Growth Experience Workshop featuring the music and healing and channeling of Jeffrey St. Rose. Lola Singer, Jesse Starr, Mary Beckman, and Greg Baroni. It's at, um, October 13th on Saturday at Tacoma Landmark Convention Center in the Stadium District. Tons of parking. It's $35 to get in. And you can get tickets, paper tickets, at teamofflightproductions at gmail.com. Okay, and contact information for Doug is... 206-769-4924. Call or text... Or you can always see me at Karina's Bakery in Tacoma. That's right. Sixth and Fawcett. Fantastic. Right yeah. next to the Grand Theater. That's right. And I'm Eileen Grimes.com. JupiterRisingShow.com is our show page. And Wanda already gave you that. And so what's coming up next week? We have Samantha Blodell. Yay. And Delightful. And you'll be here again. We're going to hope she's going to bring her cake. Her, ah. her, what is it? Delilah? What's it called? That is, Beulah, Beulah the, that is the sixth, isn't it? Yes. No, yes, that's right. That's a bad day for me. Oh, well, I'm sorry. And I will be teaching animal communication. Oh, that's good. Okay, <laughs> cool. Okay. And then on the 13th of October, we have Ms. Lindsay McKenna coming right up here. And, oh, we're going to have a great show that day. So, okay. So I think that's it for us. And remember, you know, your pets are special. They have a reason to be here for you and you have a reason to be there for them and um i can't stress that highly enough and you know when i don't have a pet in my life i feel like there's something missing 
So anyway, so that's it for us this week. And we're going to see you next week right here on the Jupiter Rising Show, right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Thank you.